What's up, guys? Ryan here with Tampa Carry. Uh, just left the range with uh, with a guy. I've been shooting with him uh, for the last hour. Pretty new to guns, and I gotta tell ya, it was a scary hour. It was uh, it was a little bit rough. This guy, multiple times, um, he would be shooting, and all of a sudden he would just stop. And he would totally step back like he was completely done. And I can't tell you the last time I was at the range where my heart just kind of dropped. Um, and I screamed at him. When he did it the first time, I screamed and I was like, hey, whoa, whoa. And uh, we grabbed the gun. We got it on the counter. And I said, bro, man, you know, these these dividers here, this stuff is not bulletproof. Um if you screw up and pop around through one of these things, you're gonna potentially kill somebody. You know, it just brings home the, the points, right, of gun safety. We have to really train with our firearm a lot. This is a massive, massive deal. Uh, and I can't tell you how many times I'm at the range and the range safety officer storms in because somebody is doing something stupid that I simply can't see, right? Because I'm there shooting and I got the walls by me. You know, recently I was at the range, uh, I guess it's probably beginning of the year or so. And uh, this couple walked in and uh, I, fi- I, my student was in front of me and I glanced at the people, they walked in and then uh, my student pulled the trigger and the woman said, oh my God, that was so loud. Wait until I put my hearing protection on. What? Are you nuts? Your hearing protection was supposed to be on before you even walked in the room, lady. But these are the people at gun ranges. And this is why I refuse to go to big gun ranges. Um, And I definitely refuse to go on the weekends, on holidays, because there's just way too many people, uh, not enough supervision, and it's just way too dangerous. So, sheepdogs, make sure you're paying attention. Keep your heads on a swivel. Uh, because these people are absolutely nuts. I don't know if you guys have been paying attention to the uh, rhetoric going on right now about gun control. Man, it is it is pretty hilarious. Um, I think, was it Disney? The Disney CEO? Oh, no, the Walmart CEO. CEO of Walmart, which is allegedly the largest firearm retailer in the United States is calling for Congress to renew the Clinton assault weapons ban. Now, if you remember, the Clinton assault weapons ban started in 1994. It ended in 2004. And part of uh, Congress passing that law back in the 90s was that they had to prove, they had 10 years to prove whether removing so and so-called quote-unquote assault weapons from the street would actually reduce uh, violent crime. Now, they, they did it for 10 years, right? It was across the entire nation, and they found zero reduction in, the re- in violent crimes during that 10-year period, and that's why when President Bush came into office, it sunsetted. You know, and I don't remember the 100% the details, but I think that one of the largest mass shootings happened in the eighth year of that assault weapons ban. It just seems really crazy to me. Let's look at California. California's got very restricted gun laws, but 
LA has one of the highest homicide rates with firearms in the country. Uh, why is that happening? Is gun control really working? Let's look at the places that have gun control. So we have California, we've got Illinois, we've got New York, Baltimore. These are all places with very, very restricted gun laws, but the bad guys are still getting the weapons. Let's look at Mexico. You know, Mexico has a, you know, it's out of control living in Tijuana and some of these other places, right? Guns are illegal for citizens to have, but the bad guys are still getting them. Now, Mexico blames America, right? They say that, and, and maybe it probably is, you know, bad guys are getting the guns from, and I guess we know from, uh, from Operation Fast and Furious, which was, uh, what was his name? So he was the head of ATF. Uh, man, try to tip my tongue. But he was under the Obama administration. You know, they ordered gun stores in Texas to sell firearms to known cartel members, to known bad guys. These gun stores didn't want to do it. And uh, an ATF said, don't worry about it. We're going to watch the guns. We're going to monitor it. And the guns actually got away. They lost the cartel members. Guns got into Mexico. And then one of those guns was used to kill a U.S. Border Patrol agent uh, who died. And it was Eric Holder. Eric Holder was the guy in charge of ATF at that time. Now, what happened to Eric Holder after this? So, a failed operation, guns were purposely given to criminals and killed a U.S. Border Patrol agent. You would think most people would resign in disgrace. You would think that the president would probably fire that person because they're just too toxic. But no, Eric Holder got promoted. So that makes a whole lot of sense. So Mexico has a wild out of control gun problem. And you know, those guns are probably coming from the US, but bad guys are bringing them there. So clearly those laws aren't working. Uh, if we look at Brazil, Brazil, Guatemala, all those places, they have tons of violent crime with guns. And to the best of my knowledge, I don't think guns are really legal in Brazil. So is that working? You guys may or may not know this, but in the early 30s, the German government passed, some, pa uh, passed a mandatory firearm registration. And uh, a German um, thought leader, a learned man, said it would be very dangerous if we allowed... The so just imagine, they didn't have computers writing down who owed guns and what the serial numbers were and what their addresses were. They just had pieces of paper, right? And this, uh, this highly educated person said it would be very dangerous if the, um, what was the word that he used? If the radicals gained access to who these people were that had these guns. Now the radicals that this person was referencing was the newly formed Nazi party. So this Nazi party, then when Hitler came into power, broke in and stole these databases of who had guns, then went and confiscated the guns from his political rivals, confiscated them from the people that he hated, the Jews, and then what, and this was all done in the, in the pretense of your own safety. We have to take these away because we need to keep you safe. And then what happened? They started a genocide killing millions and millions of people. Now, is that what the anti-gun people want here in America? 
Probably not. Uh, I don't really think that. But I do think there's an agenda. I do think that whoever controls the guns controls the people. And I think that if you disarm a society, like what's happening in Venezuela right now, and then you create some crazy policies, spin the country into chaos, have no food, water, or medicine for people, how do those people in Venezuela kind of fight it, right? America, we sent billions of dollars worth of aid into neighboring countries to help Venezuela. And the Venezuelan government, army, you know, police, whatever it is, they won't allow the food and medicine to come into the country. If that kind of shit happened in America, we have guns. We'll freaking kill you. If you're not going to let my family have water or food or medicine, uh, then we are going to do whatever the hell we have to do to survive. And that's why gun control can never happen. We've already allowed, you know, we keep moving the dot, the line just a little bit more and a little bit more. And eventually, you know, we're going to wake up or our children are going to wake up and we're just going to be slaves just like, uh, just like the people in these other countries. Maybe one day I just need to do a talk on how gun control has been used throughout the world to control groups of people. You know, Cuba, Fidel Castro did it to Cuba. Uh, it happened in China. Uh, It's happened all around the world, all around the world, and they are trying to do it to us. It's really terrifying, and it really is up to us to stand up and defend our constitutional rights uh, because they are slowly convincing us that this is a privilege. You know, the number of people that I meet that say, you know, we should have to go through uh, to get a concealed carry permit or own a gun. You should have to take a test. You should have to go and you know, uh, prove that you're responsible. You should have to go talk to a psychologist. You know, all these different things, right? Well, owning a gun is a right. It's not a privilege. You have to go take a test to drive a car to prove that you qualify for that privilege. Voting is a right. It is not a privilege. But if you remember what Democrats did in the early 1900s, The Democrats were very upset that newly freed black people were gonna be allowed to vote. So their way to restrict their constitutional right to vote was to impose a poll tax. We want you, freely black slaves, to pay a fee to be able to vote. Is that not the same thing our government is doing with us to forcing us to uh, pay a fee to apply for a concealed carry permit? It's the same thing. These uh, racist people would also impose that blacks had to take, uh, you had to own land. You had to take a test, prove that you're smart enough. And then they said, your vote is only going to be worth a third what a white man's vote is. You know, anytime we're allowing anyone, whether it's Democrat or Republicans, to strip away our God-given constitutional rights... Uh, We are losing and our nation is going to fail. So I challenge you guys, find a Second Amendment uh, rally. Find a way to kind of champion and show people that that this is our our livelihood. This is our constitutional right that we cannot give up and we have to fight for it. Because, you know, it's one of the problems that we have as the pro-gun, you know, conservative people is that we typically are not very vocal on what we believe. 
And I think we're definitely not as vocal as Antifa or any of these other radicals out here. And because of that, I don't think we should be violent, but I do think people need to hear our voice. They need to understand that we are doing this to protect ourselves and the ones that we love. Because if we don't, sheepdogs, we may wake up and find out that this right doesn't exist anymore. Make it a great day. Stay safe. And make sure you are carrying your gun. I'll see you next time.